Welcome to the Kayla Ambrose Show. I'm your host and your travel guide to the other side, Kayla Ambrose, and I'm here to help you explore your spirit. If you want to find more information about my podcasts, my books, my online courses, and my teachings, visit my website at exploreyourspirit.com. On today's show, I want to talk about lightworkers, specifically to explain what is a lightworker and what is light work. You've probably heard this term thrown around uh, in New Age terms, but I want to explain it in the deeper meaning, in the deeper philosophy of light work. So let's start at the beginning with light. Let's begin with the light. You are made from a particle of light. Everything is a light particle. Even the darkest energy you can imagine was still made from a light particle. When you become what we call enlightened, you become the light. You are engaging in a more intimate, closer connection in the light. So you are enlightened. And this is what a light worker looks like. It's a brighter particle that works to spread the light. And then it connects into the whole of the light until that which was considered to be dark is dissipated. And then the darkness becomes part of the light and the light shines within it. That's what a light worker does. They're a brighter particle of light. They're an old soul. They've worked to make the light within them stronger. And so they connect easier with the whole of the light. And so they can see the light in each person. And they work hard to help that person transmute the darkness within them to help their own light shine. Because of this, light workers are old souls, and they come back to Earth with a global mission. Not only do they have their own personal work to do each lifetime, but they've come with a direct purpose and mission to help the world. This is usually obvious at a very young age, and light workers are often recognized as very perceptive and uh, empathic even in their early childhood. This allows them to pick up on subtle changes in moods and emotions around them. As children, they're highly intuitive, and they have an innate wisdom since they were very young. They're deep thinkers and philosophers, and they're very spiritual, and they often surprise adults at an early age of how wise and how much they know well beyond their years. While being empathic and psychic is helpful, it can be quite overwhelming at first, as they must learn to diagnose the difference between what's their own emotions and what are those that belong to other people. Not every empath is a light worker, but every light worker has empathic ability. As a child, I worked to understand this and to overcome it. I would pick up on the energy of everyone around me, and I didn't know how to protect my aura and not to allow this energy to absorb within me. If there were a lot of people around, it was harder. The larger the group, the more I was swimming in that energy, and if it wasn't a good day, it really would overtake me. 
Because of this and a lot of family holidays when I was young, it became uh, in some ways a tough situation for me, sometimes toxic. I would end up every year as a, as a young child getting sick at the holidays, especially around Thanksgiving and Christmas. All my relatives would come to visit on both sides of the family, and they would all be there in our home. And my mother was always very upset and anxious and nervous and tense and stressed and overwhelmed and holding in her anger and dealing with all of the family dramas. And I would drift through the house from one conversation and situation to another, always picking up this energy, even when I was too young to understand what it was. Later, as I got a little older, I would realize what I was picking up on. Uh, one relative who was having money troubles and worried about bills, another who was drinking too much, another that, another that had a little bit of a gambling problem, uh, another who was going through a rocky marriage. You name it, all the things you can imagine, I would pick up on all of those. And because I didn't know how to protect myself or shield the energy, I would become so ill every year at the holidays that it became like flu-like symptoms. I was had a stomach ache and I was throwing up and really sick and would be put to bed every time. And I remember one year, I was like maybe 11 or 12, and my mother had come to check on me after putting me in bed and dealing with the company. And she had brought me some jello, I think, to eat to see if I could keep something down. And she just kind of sighed and looked at me and said, why do you get sick every holiday? And it was just a really, she was really disappointed. And I just shrugged my shoulders. I didn't know at the time. I was too young to understand. And now looking back, I understand all too well. And it was the only thing I could do to shut down. It was the only way my body took over and literally shut me down, which ended up me being putting, put in my room, right? Because I was not feeling well and at least giving me a little bit of buffer from what was going outside my door there to all the emotions and energy uh, and intense family drama that was just building up like soup in the house. It's important to understand this whether you're an empath or a light worker, because being a light worker means being an empath and a psychic. And that means you feel everyone's energy. Light workers learn the hard way how much energy they can take in before they experience burnout. Light workers who are here in this lifetime chose to come back to Earth to help transmute the darkness into the light as we are here moving into this new age. Being a light worker involves facing the shadows within each person and in the world. They must also first face their shadow self in order to transmute their wounds and then to turn and lead the way to help others do the exact same thing. Because of this, they attract people and circumstances to them that need to have the darkness transformed. Lightworkers have an amazing ability to transform. And no matter how dark things may become around them and what they go through, they always come through it. And they find a way to bring light to the situation and to transform the darkness by doing so. 
Lightworkers have been doing this work for lifetimes, and as a result, they often carry some fear around them about stepping forward into the light and sharing what they do. And this is due to memories of being persecuted in other lifetimes for doing this exact same work. Yet they know they are here for a purpose, and they have a feeling that time is running out. They may try to shut down their abilities for a while, as it feels so overwhelming to take this kind of pressure and to carry this load. Lightworkers have endured great hardships and trauma in their lives, and they accept that each experience is an opportunity to grow from the experience, to walk their talk, and to place what they have learned from going through it into the global consciousness field, where it can then inspire others. This begins in their childhood as they learn to overcome terrible experiences and to find their inner strength and wisdom in order to transform what they've turned into light and to helpful information for others. So, in a sense, as they become the test and they face adversity and challenges and trauma, as they work through it, as they experience it, they learn to transmute it to become more than. They're never victims. They're never martyrs. They are here to absorb and transform. And so as they do, they leave that energy and that wisdom of experience in the global consciousness field. And so once it's in there, others who go through a similar experience can find that knowledge. The global consciousness field holds all of our thoughts and actions in it. This is how when we achieve something new, it then becomes a global thought and other people realize it can be done. There was a test years ago called the 100th monkey syndrome and researchers found that if they wanted to introduce something new, a new habit, into a group of animals, in this case monkeys, they first taught a monkey how to do this act. And once the first monkey learned, they went on to show it and to teach a hundred monkeys how to do this new habit. And they found that after 100 monkeys learned and began to engage in this new habit, other monkeys from different parts of the world, having no direct encounters with the monkeys who had learned this habit, began to pick up the habit intuitively and to bring it into their lives. This shows what the consciousness field can do. So once we have a thought that it can happen, then the energy is there for it to happen and someone to make it manifest. Walt Disney said, I believe, if you can dream it, you can do it. Another example of this is for the longest time people didn't believe a mile could be run under, I think it was five minutes, four minutes, somewhere around there, someone will correct me on that, but within that amount of time. And one day someone did, and once that person did, then people began to believe, oh, this can be done. And then people started breaking that record all around the world. It takes someone first putting and transforming this belief into the global consciousness, and then it follows. So as a light worker goes through something daunting, something scary, something hard, something challenging on a personal or global level, it then creates that energy 
and puts that wisdom into the global consciousness that you too can be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you too can also overcome adversity and be strong and step back into the light. Lightworkers have been doing this work for lifetimes. For many lightworkers, this began in their childhood as they learned to overcome terrible experiences and find their inner strength and transform what they learned. This is true wisdom, going from knowledge to experience of overcoming and transcending. The primary task of a light worker is to recognize all kinds of darkness and then to transmute the dark into light. In order to do so, they've experienced a lot of darkness in their life. They've been through extremely challenging situations, many times causing them to hit rock bottom emotionally or even spiritually. They are here to resolve family karma and release many generations from unhealthy patterns beyond even their own family. While not everyone is a light worker, there are souls awakening right now who are feeling the call to be of service. These are those souls who are in the stages of learning to become a light worker. They have a moment of conscious awakening, and once they do, it is hard for them to go back to sleep like they were. Lightworkers are beacons of love and hope and light and guidance, especially in the dark times. They are like a lighthouse. There are levels of dark times, from global trying experiences like pandemics and war and other challenges, to personal dark times, where a person is rooted in dark thoughts and actions from, from those of doing great harm, to living in ego and fear and scarcity and anger, to being too scared to even move forward in life for a better job or relationship. That's living in dark energy. When you stay stuck, when you don't grow, when you're not making a change, when you're not evolving. Living in dark energy can make you feel separate, and this can create unhealthy competitiveness and jealousy and cruelty to others. When we're in the dark, we live in fear, and we act out in fear. Lightworkers, in comparison, are not in competition with anyone. They live a purposeful life of service, and they are constantly looking deep within their own self in order to better understand themselves and their journey. It's a very challenging journey, as lightworkers feel connected with all living beings. But at the same time, they feel isolated and distant from others. And this is because they see the world from a different view, a much larger global view. And it's hard for the, them to understand why the masses of humanity continue to harm themselves like they do. And it's even harder for humanity to understand what light workers are talking about sometimes. Light workers have lots of different jobs, and some of them focus on one or two, and some of them do a variety of all of them. Here's just some of the things they do to give you an idea. Some of them are known as healers, and healers are very sensitive to people's energy, and they can offer different type of healing support, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Others are called gatekeepers, and this is a group of light workers who help the earth by accessing higher levels of light. They follow the ley lines and the portals, and they keep these areas open and moving 
and the energy flowing between this world and the higher planes so that the information can continue to be downloaded and uploaded and guides and all can easily travel back and forth in order to keep the connection smooth. Some light workers also work as psychics. They can predict future events and show directions people can take to make their life in the world a better place. They're doing this in part to help broaden mankind's vision of the future and to help people step out of a path leading them on a negative direction and back into flow and connection with their divine purpose and their destiny. Some light workers are messengers and they work to serve humanity through their words and they often share messages from spirit guides and others from the other side. They may write the message, they may speak and share it, uh, comes in different forms, but it's always to help inspire and educate. Another job that light workers do is to transmute. In this work, they help release negativity, restore balance, and turn a bad experience into something good. In my book, Nine Life Altering Lessons, I have a chapter that focuses on all that happens, happens for good. And this is to explain that even when we go through what we describe as a negative experience, that we can take something good from it. There is wisdom of experience there and the ability to transform. Lightworkers also show how to transform through your dreams. And many of them have prophetic dreams as well as being able to lucid dream. Lightworkers vibrate at a different energy level. It enables them to support others through their struggles. They don't waste time. They know that they're here to do something in this lifetime and that they came with a purpose. And once they figure out which way is the best way to use their energy to help, they get to it and they don't stop. They struggle between being of service and trying to understand why humanity continues to make their own lives so difficult. Because their energy is functioning at a different vibration, which is coming from their soul and heart chakra opening, they feel different and sometimes disconnected from the rest of humanity. They, if you ask them, they may even describe they feel like an alien that is here to help. Lightworkers aren't loners, though. They love people. But because of the nature of their work, they must spend a lot of time alone, both to recharge their energy and to receive guidance and downloads of information from the other side in order to know how to proceed with their work. They also need lots of time alone to recharge their energy as others demand much from them. Lightworkers are here to restore ancient knowledge and to add more wisdom to these teachings that have been gained after the experience of many more lifetimes working through challenges and observing humanity through the centuries. You'll hear lightworkers speak sadly of times when this information was lost, including the great loss of the Library of Alexandria, for example. Lightworkers always delve deep. They must understand each situation and why people chose the actions they did. They're not interested in superficial conversations or lifestyles. They want to explore the deeper meaning in everything, and they detest liars. They can be fearless in their quest to do self-introspection and observation, and thus, once having done so, they will turn and teach others how to do the same in order to reach great heights and potential by bringing in their light. Because lightworkers are so empathic and sensitive, 
and willing to help humanity, they often have difficulty saying no to someone in need. So if they're not careful, they'll drain their energy in an attempt to help others. People naturally gravitate to them and consider them to be a valuable resource in their life. So they often work as teachers, writers, healers, coaches, guides, and counselors. Lightworkers are spiritual but not religious. They may share information from other practices, cultures, and teachers, but their focus is to help people go within to find the answers, not look outside for a guru. They are a guide to show you that the answers you seek and the connection you seek is waiting for you within you. Their job is to help you see your true power and your true potential while helping you to heal the darkness that you carry within. Another interesting fact about lightworkers is that wild animals love to show themselves to them, and while they don't spend a lot of time in nature, their energy is charged if they live close to the ocean or a large body of water, or in the mountains. This is because their work often demands that they're with people and amongst the people, so they don't have a lot of time alone to go off into uh, the forest, for example. But they do require living by some type of natural resource that emanates that energy, whether it's the strength and stability of the mountains to hold and ground, or the magnetic pull of the water to help release and heal. And both of those serve them in different ways at different times in their life. Lightworkers are called often to move and not to stay. It's where that they stay, where they were born, or to live in one area for their entire lifetime. They are meant to move and to go where they're needed, how they're needed. Because of this, they'll live in different many places and they'll be in many different relationships. They often are involved with lots of different people from many different walks of life and know people again, from so many different uh, vocations and lifestyles because they're open to all of humanity and have respect for everyone on their path. And so they're able to identify and connect and help people from all different ages and cultures and lifestyles. If you're a light worker, you've probably resonated with what I said and you're shaking your head here saying, yep. This is me. This is what I do. If you're awakening to this and this stirs something within you, then you are probably on the way and working to become the next light worker, whether it's in this lifetime or the next. And so you are working through challenges that are being presented to you. And the first step is rather than blaming the universe or God or whatever you conceive it to be about why you're being punished, you begin to understand that things happen to teach. You're being taught how to transmute. You're being taught how to face the darkness and to grow from it. For the first job of the light worker, first and foremost, is to face the darkness and then to transmute it into light. This requires being fearless and being strong and being able to hold that energy 
and to stay in the light and to help people, places, and things that are in the dark where they are angry and fearful and full of negative energy and want to lash out and to hurt and to stand there and to face them and to hold the light energy and allow it to absorb and to dissipate that dark energy until the light is returned. We are all light. We are all one from one energy. The only difference between one and another is how far we have moved away from the light. It's easy when we're in our lower chakras or an ego to want to prove to ourselves and others that we are absolutely entitled to feel how we feel and that we've been victimized or treated without respect because we are dealing with this inside. We are feeling this way. It takes a lot of work to want to do the deep introspection and transcend the ego and to really learn to love ourselves from within and to see things for how they truly are and let go of our old hurts and pains and see things with new perception and new perspective and new understanding. If this work calls to you, though, I invite you to join me. You can begin by checking out my book, Nine Life-Altering Lessons, Secrets of the Mystery Schools Unveiled. It explains the first nine lessons that my students who belong to a mystery school undergo to study this, to begin this journey of transformation, to return back into their highest selves, to go within, to turn back into their light being, and to transform. Light work is not easy, but the rewards are beyond measure. So if this feels right to you, I hope you'll take the next step. Here we are, out of time again. It really flies, doesn't it? I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I have lots of different topics, as you've seen, that I talk about um, every, every, <laughs> all over the place, but all with a spiritual uh, connection in them. So I hope you'll think of it as like a buffet. And what feels right to you, you'll enjoy those shows and take them and use them in the best way possible. And what doesn't, just put it back on the table. It may not be right for you right now, but you may enjoy it again later. Wishing you all the best in all of your endeavors.